Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hello and welcome to everyone. We are going to be talking uranium today with one of our favorite friends, Justin Hune, Uranium Insider. Hello, Justin. How are you? Hey, Matt. I'm, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Not bad. It's a long bank holiday weekend here, so everyone is um, staying at home. <laughs> like we've, we've been in our homes. Nice. And no, normally, people would be jumping right. in their cars and dashing off to the seaside or going to see friends or tra- sitting in traffic jams up and down the M1 uh, or whichever roads and motorways are near them up and down the countryside. But we are still hold up maintaining this lockdown that we're doing here in the UK. What about you guys? We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're still in the same situation, although it, it doesn't feel that strict here besides primarily just schools being closed and restaurants being closed. <clears throat> um, I mean, life sort of feels like it's moving along similarly as before for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, how are things looking over there? Not bad. Not, yeah, I don't know. We're not quite sure. I think most of Britain, about 90% of Britain, according to a vote this morning, said that we should extend the lockdown period and really? get this thing over and done with. So I think we've. I think it's helped. I say helped. I mean, it sounds a terrible thing. But our prime minister, our dear leader, has been in intensive care for the past four right. days. So that's kind of focus the mind somewhat and I think people realize this is a little bit serious because with all the protections around him he's still managed to you know catch this uh, coronavirus and it's absolutely <coughs> floored him I think he came out of intensive care today and is on a regular ward today but he's still hospitalized so it, yeah, uh, yeah 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 it's pretty pretty pretty, pretty yeah, much uh, focuses everyone's attention <coughs> on it in a way that right. uh, probably other things, other things may not have done. So yes, it is good. But I did. I, you know, I spoke to someone this week who doing some interviews, and a guy called Alex Molyneux, very well known in the space, good guy, mm-hmm. yeah, right guy. Really liked that conversation. So he's he lives between Hong Kong and Taiwan, and Taiwan, you may remember, was sort of not quite the epicenter, but certainly certainly um, suffered from the effects of the SARS epidemic back mm-hmm. in 2003. Right. Uh, so they had this thing <coughs> written down. They had a plan. They knew the mm-hmm. second this thing was even an, a chance of, of it happening, they had the whole thing on lockdown. And as a consequence right now, Alex was telling me um, just, I think, a couple of days ago, um, he'd just come back from lunch uh, at a, from a restaurant, and he was going out for dinner that night with his wife. So I think there's still... T- tests and so forth so it's not right. quite life as right. normal but they they really had this thing and i suspect well i'd like to think that we will all learn lessons from this as well and next time anything this serious happens we might be able to re- react as quickly but who knows for sure who knows for sure but we're not here to talk about <coughs> the coronavirus which we are not qualified no. to talk to anyone about. We're here. And also talk. probably sick of talking about it. And sick, sick that, that, that's, that's not a good word to use. Sorry about that. Um, we <laughs> we are here to, talking about it. We are here to talk about something we know a little bit about. Well, you know a lot about, but I know a little bit about, which is uranium. So another yes, long 
week in the world of uranium. It, they, but but for good reasons, good reasons. It's just there it was a lot happening. Um, I think the biggest thing that happened this week was the announcement by Cameco with regards to Port Hope. What do you know? What do you think? Um, I think I think that we were kind of expecting it to some extent, um, but I think it has pretty big implications for the market indeed. Um, that's that's the only conversion facility in North America, and um, it's it's one of only two essentially that we're operating in the entire Western world. Um, I believe Orono still has some conversion uh, capacity in Europe. <clears throat> But, um, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Um, and, and I think this, the same assumptions can apply to Port Hope as we're applying to some of the other facilities that have closed down. Um, it's probably unlikely that it's going to be a really short-term thing. Um, but I think it's just yet another piece uh, added to the, uh, uh, to the uncertainty of the market and the supply chain, um, the, the fragility of the supply chain. And I think it's it, we're already seeing some effects on it. We saw yesterday um, the, the, the conversion price just jump up on the news quite a bit. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's yet, yet another, and the conversion market was already really tight since Calvermerdine closed um, a few years back. Uh, the conversion slot, uh, price just skyrocketed after that. And so that's already kind of the primary bottleneck in the fuel cycle is conversion. And we just added another another layer to that. Although, you know, it's obviously not a, a permanent or a long-term shutdown, I don't think. But I think we can assume it's probably going to at least be a few months. Well, they, they announced four weeks, didn't they? But I think the, right. the, the most skeptical amongst us, and I'll put myself firmly in that camp, would would suggest that it's, as you say, probably going to be a few months. Um, and these are not easy things to close down. So, that, you know, that I, I guess they have to kind of keep keep the the ball rolling there, as it were. Um, right. With mi mi minimal, minimum staff. But, uh, but like the, what, what, do you, do you, what do you think that's actually going to do to prices? I mean, they're already, as you say, have rocketed up. I mean, when do you think we would see an impact on pricing the market? Is it is it spot led, is it uh, term led contract contract led? I would say well we saw the conversion price react immediately, uh, but as far as U three hundred eight goes, um, I mean it's generally kind of assumed and based on on what's happened historically that the the price of UF six and conversion and um, and SWU for enrichment generally move first, and and U three hundred eight kind of plays catch up. Um, but as far as the U308 is concerned, it's definitely going to be a spot-driven market at this point, um, primarily because the term contracting is is it's a slower process. Um, the the volumes for term contracting have been lower over the past few years, um, uh, not lower than spot, but just lower than let's say the previous contracting cycle, obviously. And the term price, the reported term price, is just it's still so ridiculously low. We're at the point where spot is now a dollar below the reported long-term price for UXC. It's, uh, the ask is at thirty dollars right now, and the term price is thirty-one dollars, which is it, it, it's kind of a joke. Um, but we're certainly seeing the the spot market wake up. 
Um, and, and it's woken up ever since the announcement of cigar closing. And I think all of these pieces <clears throat> with, uh, with Namibia uh, imposing restrictions on mining, with, um, with Kazadam Prom announcing their 66% cut for three months, um, all of these pieces are stacking up and the spot market has certainly been active. Um, we've seen, so Cameco is certainly in there uh, doing some buying. I don't really know the volumes at this point, but we know that they're in there and traders are definitely covering and we're getting to a really interesting inflection point with uh with spot approaching the term price and um something's got to give i i wouldn't be surprised if we see spot rise above the term price this month considering that price won't be adjusted until the month end if they adjust it that's <laughs> so it's a big if right i mean but that, that's the, yeah. i mean there's a lot of great things you just talked about that you've mentioned so obviously i think this is a Decision by Cameco is not taken lightly because it's profitable or should be profitable. You know, the margins sure. uh, should be good. Um, I think that you're right. It's another another thing in a long list of things which have happened in the last three weeks, which you know should turn the screw and continue to turn the screw on a very very tight market. As we keep talking about the using this phrase, an opaque market, but there's a lot of unknowns but it would seem a bright light is being shone shone on a lot of those unknowns we've got the hopefully usually around this time of year the announcement by the utilities as to inventory levels that we discussed last week mm -hmm. we very clear signals from you know a lot of a lot of well obviously Cam Camico's announcement last week with Kazazan prom from last week we are seeing Rossing has closed down I think that I've also heard they've got union problems, some union problems. Um, mm. they're, they're, apparently their eyes are lighting up with dollar signs because the Chinese have, um, are in discussion with the unions there. Uh, Hisab Interesting. production has been reduced. Um, don't know the impact of that yet. Um, right. But nevertheless, nevertheless uh, you know, um, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be significant. Um, mm -hmm. BHP still cracking on by all accounts. They're holding out. They're yeah, holding I out. Think yeah. Um, but even so, it, it's, it's not going to be enough. I mean, people are going to have to reassess on a weekly basis what the what the negative impact on produced right. uranium E308 is going to be in the marketplace. And I, I suspect this week's number is a lot higher than last week's. And goodness knows what's happening next mm -hmm. week. But it's all good for utilities. Do we think? Do we think the utilities are are um, Holding up a glass of wine right now. <laughs> um, it's hard to say, but I think that we can make uh, some pretty safe assumptions that uh, the utilities are certainly taking notice of the movement of the spot price and um, taking notice of just all of these uh, all of these upstream impacts on the on the fuel cycle with with the mine closures and the conversion facility closure. Um, to inspire contracting sooner rather than later. I, mm -hmm. I've mentioned before that there's still a lot of overhang, which there is. One of those pieces got largely removed also this week, which was um, Bernie Sanders dropping out of the presidential race, who was pretty staunchly opposed to nuclear energy. Um, so under his potential presidency, I'm sure that you know any utilities with, with uh, power plants that have um, scheduled 
um, scheduled decommissioning, let's say within the next decade, they probably could have expected under under Bernie Sanders that that th those uh, those decommissionings would happen on schedule and they wouldn't be allowed uh, life extensions like we've seen uh, multiple life extensions under the Trump presidency. Interesting. Interesting. So, <clears throat> and Joe Biden, which is likely going to be the Democratic nominee, um, is not opposed to nuclear. So there's at least you know a small handful of utilities with power plants that are nearing the ends of their lives that um, now probably have have some hope towards life extensions and at least not any fear of early retirements that that could have been more likely to happen under a, under a Bernie Sanders presidency. So you know that's one piece that's that could be actually somewhat significant removed from uncertainty for utilities when it comes to contracting as far as quantity of pounds and how far out into the future to buy you know if you if you're you've got a question mark beyond five years you're not going to be signing a contract beyond five years if you need the pounds sooner than that so, so you've got all these domino pieces falling uh falling over you know now that like say this you know now confirmation about rossing and you know we'll, we'll get to see if who said will you know totally shut down what else is it going to take I mean, you know, today, you know, yesterday's announcement of Port Hope. You think, well, that's that's another, another domino falling over. Is it's going to take? Do you think it's going to take one more big, big event, or do you think people are already quite nervous? Are there generalist funds now looking at this seriously? Because, you know, hitting thirty is one thing, and it, ha it has done that before during this cycle, but then quickly fell away again. Do we need to see a sustained? plus $30 here to, for people to really take note of this, for CEOs who have been going through a very, what we call over here, a squeaky bum time, where they're just <laughs> clenched, <laughs> waiting for something, <laughs> anything um, to change. Do you, so we, do, you, do you think there is one more big event? Or do you think it's going to take a, a few more weeks of you know these small incremental steps before the market takes notice properly. I mean, talking the wider market, not the Iranian uh, enthusiasts. I don't think goals. another big event is right. <clears throat> I, I don't think a big another big event is needed um, in order to maintain the continuation of a of an upwards movement in the spot price. Okay. You think you think there'll be we will consistently stay. Oops. So I just lost you there, doesn't? You think Sorry, we'll, you cut we, out for a second. There. Yeah, yeah. Apologies. Um, you think we'll Sorry. consistently be able to stay above thirty bucks going forward because of the the news that has flown, you know, th into the system over the last three four weeks. Not just the yeah, obviously the market reset is the market reset, and I think a lot of the equity prices have bounced back up and you know, got back to where they were uh, from right. you know, say t last two three weeks anyway, and. This succession right. of good news for us, um, you think that's going to be enough to sustain this this thirty bucks plus? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we we already know the spot market is thin. We just needed buyers. Now there's buyers. You can see on a daily basis it's it's being bid up. It's being bid up by the traders, and and all we needed was these couple of catalysts. You know, we just we just needed a, a pin to pop the balloon and and get this thing moving. So. Mm -hmm. Now that we have a, a basically guaranteed short-term supply disruption, and there, there's not really been much of a supply disruption to the spot market per se, 
yet. Um, although I, I think that we can, I, I mean, I listened to a couple of the, your excellent interviews with uh, Brandon Monroe and um, he's actually, he's modeling in some production decline for BHP. Mm. You know, their Olympic Dam is the primary supplier to the spot market. <clears throat> but we also have Uranium One, which supplies to the spot market pretty consistently. Um, and they've got JVs with Kanzad and Prom, so their supply is being curtailed, at least partially. And uh, Orono has been selling a little bit into the spot market over the past couple of years. I have a feeling that they likely are not going to be doing that any further, at least for the moment, because their supply just got hit too. Mm. And so <clears throat> you have the, the spot market suppliers getting some uh, production cuts happening currently. We know the market is thin. We've got traders covering. covering. We know Cameco is buying. Um, all the ingredients are there. So, yes, we, we barely touched $30, almost $30, about 14 months ago. I think it was December of 2018. <clears throat> but, you know, to say the most dangerous phrase in, in investing this time, it's different. <laughs> There's... The, the market is different from 14 months ago. It is. Mm. And um, I fully expect the spot market to keep continuing to climb. I don't think it's going to go up in a straight line. Um, I certainly think that there will be, uh, will be some sellers that will do what they can to keep the market down. Primarily um, traders like Itochu in Japan, they get off take pounds from Uzbekistan, from Navoy and their forward month, purchases are based on the month end price. So if you look at price action in the spot market on March 31st, which was last Monday or Tuesday, you could see that the, it dropped 50 cents, 75 cents. So they ended up getting this whole month's supply from Uzbekistan at $27 and a little bit a little north of $27. And they're trading, going to trade that back into these carry trade, um, or potentially even into the spot market at 30 bucks or higher. Mm. So you always see some forces doing what they can to manipulate down because the traders are trying to make that margin. But the general trend has been established and I, I expect it to continue. Let's see if you're right. This time next Friday. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> yeah. Have to, we'll mark your paper and see how you did. Uh, right. Few other Thank things you. happened. Yeah, let's see. Let's see, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Few other things have happened. We saw the announcement of Fission Uranium, Dev Randawa, he got funded. Mm -hmm. He got some money. Yes. What did you make yeah. of that deal? It was a Sprott, wasn't it? Yeah, Sprott. Sprott mm -hmm. came in. It's a, it's a Sprott special. What did you think of the terms? Well, <clears throat> I think it was a better option than issuing shares. Mm -hmm. um, although I believe the deal included some warrants, didn't it? Did. It? it did. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it's never it never looks good to raise money at damn near the absolute bottom, you know, like an all time low. Is are their share price is just off all time lows, I believe, right? That's right. Yeah, you know that <clears throat> that never looks good, and especially in hindsight, you really would hope to see some serious cost cutting measures. And um, I believe that they've done a little bit of that, maybe more recently, but. You know, over the past couple of years with the market just continuing to slide as far as equities go, you know, it's I, ideally you'd like to see serious efforts made to, to limit cash burn and to limit these kind of 
these kind of raises. But you know, they needed the money. It probably was a better option than than doing a than doing just a straight share issuance. And I'm sure we can assume that the price the prices will be higher at the time they need to repay that loan. And uh, four years time, you know, yeah, four years, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'd hope. It's a, it's a great deal for Sprott. You know, it's. I, I'm sure. I don't. I don't think the shareholders are really all that happy about it. But I think it could have been worse. Oh, it could have been a lot worse. Know. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, they they may they may have found themselves in a position where they couldn't raise any money. Um, so that yeah. is a lot worse. And I don't. I didn't see CGN stepping up to the plate on that one. And you know, I guess there's a backstory to that. Maybe one mm. day we'll know. Um, mm. But yeah, it's a, it, it's a Spot special deal. I mean, why not take advantage? Um, it's not the first yeah. time. Probably won't be the last. They're, they're smart guys. Um, yeah. You would if you could, right? Um, sure. You're right. You hope in four years' time it won't be expensive, but today it's necessary. I think Dev was straining to um, to, to tell me something on the on on the interview we did with him, um, you know, a week or so ago, and he contacted me afterwards after the deal came out to say like I, you know I was protecting us both we I couldn't say anything and and, and, and that's fine you know because they had been a month into that negotiation right um, right right you know that, that's how long the, these things these things take um, they could have sure. they could have sat it out for a year sure. maybe but you got yep. I think you referred to it and I think the market uh, would <laughs> probably um, Confirm that the perception is that they were, you know, profligate with a lot of of their of their money. You know, they got eighty two million right. bucks from CGN. Um, their market right. cap is well below that. So, you know, I think with hindsight, maybe the structures and controls um, that could have been put in place should have been put in place. Um, we'll see how the company is managed yeah. going forward. I think a lot of the shareholders would be. To say they're not, I say happy, but rock in a hard place. I mean, you know, who would be a uranium CE, yeah. a CEO over the last four years? Certainly not me, not me. Um, yeah, right. Okay, well, like the yeah. opportunity is there though for, for some serious, like the, the sector could use some shaking up. I mean, there, I, I really like to see some management making some unique moves, it, it would get a lot of attention in this environment. As yeah. far as just drastically cutting salaries or, or doing something, you know, I think the fission story it just needs to, it needs some new information. They need they need something to, to shake that story up. It's like we already know what the deposit looks like. They've got they've got a, a, a mine plan. I think they're they're working on a PEA for that new mine plan, right? A new CEO. That I mean, how do you think the market would react to that? Personally, I think yeah. I think they'd probably be very positive. I do too. Okay. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I think that, that, I mean, he that, seems like a very nice guy, but I think that there's yeah. questions about competence let's say and how he's run the company. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. That, that's, that, that's brutal, but honest. Yeah. And we get a lot of yeah. inbound calls, um, you know, positive and negative. Dev's a nice guy, but he's, he's made yeah. a lot of bad calls. All right. right. So, um, he may well still be here in four years' time, and, and that's fine. And you know, with a with a higher yeah. price, people are a lot more forgiving. But I think, you ask me what the sentiment in the market was. I think, you know, they'd say Deb's got to go. Um, 
the, God, we're axemen, aren't we? I, I feel really bad having said that. I know, I do too. He, that's I mean, a, he definitely he's person. always been very cordial on Twitter, and he and is. he and you know he seems very very kind. But I think that there's, I just think the company needs to make some make some changes and and shake the story up a little bit. Cause well, what do you what do you think? I, the big one I keep getting asked is the infrastructure. Uh, cost the the, you know, the the capex costs for next gen and fission together are insane. They're very close by. Surely they could share some of that, and that would make both those stories more. Good. I'm not necessarily saying doing an M and A, or I'm saying maybe some kind of joint venture, mm. um, or, or you know share the costs on some things. I mean that that's not easy to put together. Um, right. you know, we, we've done that in the past, and that, that's complex to paper. But um, it's a potential solution because between them, that's you know they're they're looking at the the best part of two and a half million bucks, little more than two point eight billion bucks. Right. That that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it seems like there 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 could be some kind of collaboration there, considering the proximity. And that they're both kind of marooned in the southwest basin, hence mm -hmm. the capex. They've got major mm -hmm. infrastructure, not just the mines to build. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's an idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyone got any uh, thoughts on that one? Do let us know. Tr you know, drop a note in the comments section, and you can give us your views. Whether you agree, disagree, got a better idea, let us know. Um, yeah, I think so. Right. Well, let, well, let's not let's not talk about fishing anymore because it's okay. obviously a very deal. Um, deal, deal. But the question I just want to finish off on this one. So, who do you think the immediate winners of all of this cumulative good news? I'm going to call it good news because it's not really good news because you know people are being you know stood down and businesses are shutting, closing temporarily and standing workforce down. So it's, it's it's off the back of bad news, but it's good news. On the, around the economics, changing sentiment in the marketplace for uranium. So let, let, let's agree that it is good news. Um, Agreed. That who do you think the immediate winners are going to be? And I'm talking for retail, you know, investors, you know, you know, who are looking for share price appreciation. What, what's your top three, top three bets for immediate change? Well, I think if we look at the equities and how they've responded in general, almost all of them have moved up in a pretty similar pattern. Mm. And I, that could be just because the sell-off was so sharp and the recovery, it was just kind of a given considering that there was some positive news directly following such a brutal sell-off. Um, I've been really pleased to see the price action of Cameco, um, especially considering that these mine closures and, and Port Hope closures is going to affect their bottom line. But yet we are seeing the share price rally just just broke through the 200 day moving average, which is, you know, a pretty classic, um, you know, bullish uh, trend line mm -hmm. uh, indicator. And I think I think considering that they're besides Kazatomprom, you know, the largest market cap company in in the entire space, that they're going to be one of the very few options for institutional money to even be able to take a position. So that's that could be a more near-term um, winner. 
I really like Uranium Participation Corp and Yellow Cake here. Yeah. Um, especially at the discount to NAV. It's just an it's just a stupid, obvious trade, I think, considering the price action of, of the commodity and the fact that it's I think they're both still around a twenty percent nav. I haven't checked it in a couple of days, but uh twenty percent discount, excuse me, to nav. And it's a it's a nice safer way to invest in the space uh, without taking on a simpler, uh, much risk, simpler risk yeah. with the miners. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you not, don't know not... too much about space, it's a nice simple way. Uranium yep. price goes up, your shares go up. Nice. Right. Usually. Usually. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> Good clarification. Usually. Strong likelihood. Right. And who's yeah. who's your who's your number yeah. who's your number three? That's that's a hard one um, to just pick three. Let's see. Okay, okay. Do you want four? Do you want four? I, 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 I can literally <laughs> change the rules for you. Oh, gosh. Um, you know what? I guess another one I would mention here that's an interesting play that you've, you've interviewed a number of times and also I think like is Global Atomic. Oh, um, I like that. They've got, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, they've, you know, their share price has made a really good, really good recovery from what is it like almost 20 cents now at 44 cents um but yeah they've you know that's well that's a tricky one because we we potentially could see some in interruption to their zinc facility due to the virus that that possibility exists um so i'm you know I still like that company a lot, and I like it at this price still. They're, they're actually coming on the show on, crikey, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. Oh, cool. They've got a PEA, a PEA coming out. Yeah. Um, now, we did some maths on, well, I'm making a few assumptions here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push the guy on Wednesday. I'm going to push him um, around whether they get into early production by... Um, actually mining their flank zone that because mm. it's slightly higher grade right and spending a little mm. bit less than the capex and you know a lot, lot, lot of assumptions but not you know not, nothing complicated right. the, the the numbers look good I, I I do like them as a as an African play right okay it's not Athabasca type grades but it's they're not bad and it's a big big ore body they're looking at so yeah I'd agree with you and, and again like I'm not I don't hold shares I'm not pushing this I just said I just like the numbers you know something we've been following and we you know I like following companies with interesting models and I just say they've got this zinc revenue as well you know so it's mm. it's an interesting one so I think I'd, I'd give it an honorable mention at least for but sure so that's three did you want to yeah. one? did you want to throw one more in there uh, I would say I mean I really it's if we're talking near term I think the most obvious would be Cameco or uranium participation for sure yeah um that one just came up because I was thinking about the zinc price, uh, the zinc price likely to recover as we come out of this situation. There's going to be s infrastructure stimulus in multiple countries. Wait, um, don't you feel you better mention like like an American producer? You're, you're going to get calls if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're very aggressive. Yeah. Well, I you know I also uh, as far as the American producers, my favorite would probably be UR Energy. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, I, I really like I like Jeff Klenda. I like I like some of their board members. I, I like they're in a great jurisdiction. 
they've got an easy and clear plan to to increase their production yeah. when the time is right. Yeah. The share prices got crushed, but they they made a good recovery. Um, they made made about a fifty percent recovery off the bottom, but they're still stupid cheap. Um, yeah, it's you know amongst the options that are in that. I mean, it's a small cap at this point. It's I think what sixty five million U.S. I think. Mm, around there. Um, Plus, they yeah, got, they I got really in, like it. They got inventory at surface as well, haven't they? So they, they could wait, see a little bit of recovery there. I don't know what the, yeah, I'm not quite sure what they hope to sell that at, but that's that's free, free yes. inventory, not not in any of the remaining contracts which they're seeing at. So because um, I know they've right. also been buying in the market, but yeah, we we enjoyed that interview. I think people should go back and listen to Jeff. Yeah, very straight talking guy, very simple player. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, and then it's a question of whether or not you, you think the other main producer was with the mill, which is energy fuels, has has got what it takes to take advantage of of the situation. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, I'm I'm less of a fan of that company, but at the same time, I wouldn't blame anybody for buying it here. They obviously own a very very key asset um you know that's going to be crucial in the in the coming market although it's the isr production that's going to come on sooner mm. and honestly it's probably the future of uranium production in general is going to be isr for the most part um especially in the states yeah to, so to, to, yeah to i have another you, one i would like to throw in there which is and again don't own shares not pushing an agenda or anyone here just we we just have had a couple of quite good conversations with the guy, and that's uh, Mark Anderson at Laramie. They're an Australian company, but with a U.S. asset, ISR, a small ISR project. Again, it seemed like a simple story. Haven't really dug into it, but it, you know, on the face of it, potentially could get into early production at a very very low cost. So uh, definitely worth, you know, watching that or investigating it a little bit further. So. Uh, I like Mark Henderson a lot. I think he's a very competent um, operator of that company, and yeah, they've got a really interesting story. Mm. Yeah. There's something I, there. I, I, There's something there. I enjoyed his interview with you a lot. Um, <clears throat> that was that was a good one. They, the company's kept pretty quiet over the past year. Yeah, yeah. They did a, a a little bit of a debt restructure recently, which I think was a very a, a very good move for the company. Um, the debt that they took on was primarily to help the fund to purchase their, their main assets in the U.S., the Church Rock and the Crown Point properties, which are mm. just killer ISR assets. Mm. Um, and they, I think they've got one, one permit left, the groundwater permit, which they are just kind of waiting for, for the prices to recover to go after that one. It seems like they assume it shouldn't be a problem to get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then they've got those big assets in Australia, um, one of them is in uh, in the jurisdiction that uranium mining is banned, uh, but there's an election this year, and they are expecting it to go back to a conservative leadership that could change that. So kind of this back pocket asset, like maybe what if kind of thing in the future. Yeah, it was a Westmoreland project. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. It's a fairly cheap option for them, and I think it's parked up. They're not spending too much money and certainly not a lot of no. time on it. it, it it's there for when the price is right. Um, for sure. But there we go. There, there, we've covered a lot of ground there. Um, but I guess I better 
let you go and get back to um, whatever it is you're, that you're doing. What are you doing today? Tell me a little bit about what, what you're about to trot off to do. Um, I'm going to go, uh, uh, like I might have mentioned before, I have a small construction company mm -hmm. that I mainly just kind of manage from a distance. So I'm going to go check on one of my jobs and I'm going to come back and do some writing. The sun came out. I'm going to do some gardening and uh, enjoy a, a, a day of without the market madness. Have you, been, have you been given a list of things to do by your wife, your, par <laughs> your, par your partner? I have yes, and uh, she 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 she's she doesn't expect actually that's not true she expects a lot from me, but, uh, <laughs> uh, as, as most good wives do. You know she um, listens. To yeah, this, don't no, you, right. I've got a decent <laughs> list. She doesn't listen for the most part. She's listened to a few of them, but right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll I've, try to tick off a couple of things on the list. I've, I've yeah, I've literally got to go and do more things from my list. I, I'm, I'm a beaten man, Justin. I, I need this is a cry, <laughs> actually a cry for help. So. <laughs> oh my god! Well, uh, what, what's on your list? Oh man, it's so long. It, it's two sides. I got a two-sided list for in for four days. This isn't fair. This is a she needs two husbands, I think. Um, oh god! And, and one who's useful. My, my DIY skills are legendary, legendary. Uh, yet I'm I'm being expected to. Um, Here's the first one. I've got to build a cat-proof fence to sit around some duck eggs down by the pond. Okay. <laughs> what on earth? Where where do I look? Where do I look for designs for a duck, a cat-proof duck cat guarding? I know, fence. I know. Well, you're in the building business. I mean, it's going to have to have a roof, right? A cat will climb up and over anything. We've got Bengals. These cats are Bengals, and they they can leap six feet. Oh my gosh! You have it's Bengal cats. My Bengal cats. my wife would be so jealous if she heard that. She's dying to get a Bengal cat. She can have two. I, I will post them immediately. <laughs> They're hers. Give her the good news. <laughs> <laughs> will do. Okay. Well, look, I better let you go. Um, enjoy your weekend, and we look forward to speaking to you next week. Hopefully. As busy as this one. Very good. Take care, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.